Let's go! Who's up next? Internet to the Xbox Empire podcast, part of the Play Some Video Games Network of Podcasts. I'm Elaine. Donnie's here. We're always here. And Sean Capri is joining us. He's over oh, there. Hi. I'm right just, here. Hey, you're there. Hey, what's up? We've got How's a Brady going? Bunch thing going on over here yeah, on the video. Pointing different directions until we mm-hmm. find the bubble that the other person is in. <laughs> it's great audio content to describe this to people. Of by course, the way. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite thing that we do here. Oh, I'm going to show you my t shirt. Yeah, we're pros. We know what we're doing. How you doing, Sean? Uh, I'm great. I am, you know, normally I listen to this podcast in two times speed, and I'm never here in time for when you guys start the show live. So that was one of the first times in a long time I've heard that song in normal speed. I'm like, it's got a good groove to it. I'm just kind of like bouncing to it. But it's, um, what a week. What a week in Xbox. It's good. I'm, I'm so glad to be talking to you guys. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate yeah, it. Yes. Good day for, it's a good day for a party on the Xbox podcast mm-hmm, that we have, mm-hmm. because why not? Right, Donnie? It's, it's a good day. Absolutely. Good day. Happy Bethesda. It is Bethesda. I kind How of did you it. know? How did you know today was going to be the day, Donnie? You, you scheduled this ahead of time. You must have had an inside scoop. You must have had a little, little, little morsel or, or a grub of information. Yeah, you could <laughs> I, call it that. I don't know. That was not that, morsel. Not that good. Morsel. Pretty, yeah, you're turning into such a dad. <laughs> Turning, yeah. <laughs> you know, I became I became a dad to justify the jokes. That's kind of that's how that. <laughs> Just works. you wait until your kids are old enough to laugh at them. They get worse, uh, mm-hmm. and then they get worse because we like to embarrass our children. So that's what my husband and I have discovered now. Like my kids are older, and now the jokes are getting worse, mm-hmm. and I hate it. I hate it. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, I think um, my daughter will actually, I think, throw it back at me. Like she, she's spiteful <laughs> like that. She's yeah. she's got a bit of a, an edge to her. She'll, she'll just like <clears throat> no, no. She'll she won't be outdone. Uh, anyway. I know nothing about that as a female who's very sassy. Nothing, mm. at all. nothing at all about raising a daughter exactly like myself. Whoops. So let's look. We could sit here and talk about video games that we're playing, right? We could do that. We could do that. Or or we could just talk about the news. Donnie, what do you want to do, man? You're excited. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, we can talk about the news if you want. I had a game that I wanted to talk about. Oh, tell me about. All right. If you're actually playing something that's not the three games that I've been playing for the last six months, then please. No, <laughs> please. I, I, and I'll try to keep it somewhat brief because I know we've got a lot of show to get through. But yeah. I actually got really excited. Um, so I was going to before he was going to be on the show. show I was going to give a call back to Sean because Sean mentioned on the Xbox drive ball that he was just downloading some things. Sean, I've been doing the same thing. I yeah. downloaded. I think like Recore and Rise. Like, so I was did just I. going through Game Pass. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? What because are you? I, I, I run it out of thing. Like I want to play something, but there's not like a new something that I want to play. So I'm yes. just like, well, I'm going to go play some stuff. I started playing Firewatch. Oh, have which you, I is played this? Okay. on PlayStation 4. I've beaten it before. It's years ago, right? It's been a while. And I just remembered loving it. I was like, man, I love that game. And I didn't remember much about it besides like, the campers at the lake and like, you know, like, right. like from I, the trailer. Yeah. I completely forgotten like the entire, like little decision making thing that you do at the beginning. So here's why I wanted to talk about this game. I booted into it and I was like, I'm going to play this game. It's like a, such a chill game. It's pretty short. Right. I'm looking at it and I realize that there's a thing that says like guided tour or something. And I was like, what is this? It's like a like dev commentary. It's like special feature. It's like, hey, once you play this game. What? And you can oh, listen cool. to us talk about it. And I was like, 
you, so usually I see this all the time with like horror movies, right? And I'm like, normally it's kind of, they talk while the other people are talking. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Like you're trying to hear both people, you know, right. I never really liked it, but I was like, I'm going to try give give this a try. This is the best feature I have ever experienced in like wow. as a new game plus or an extra bonus. Like this should be the standard. All video games should do this. So what they have done in Firewatch is they've put these little terminals that have cassette tapes in the game. Interesting. And you can walk up to the terminal and grab the cassette tape and throw it in your tape player and you can listen to the devs tell you about whatever it is you're nearby. So like the night and day cycle or, or the lake scene or the tower or how they researched the tower and read these books from the 20s to make them make the Firewatch Tower and everything. And they're like two or three minutes piece. They're not playing like during cutscenes. They're not doing anything like that. If anything, they either prepare you for that or they recap what just happens. So you may go through an event or something and then you find a station. You grab it and it's like, so you just made it through this point. Let us tell you why we did this and the, the struggles that we had animating this or, or like – it's been fantastic. It's like like a podcast. It's almost like a little documentary mm. while you're playing. It's like an interactive podcast, Firewatch, the game, podcast, whatever. I definitely enjoy it. I haven't finished it yet. I played two hours, put it down, um, and then I don't really play games like in the middle of the week. Um, that's that's always my thing. So because I do Empire and I do Nintendo Shack, and then like on both days on the opposite sides of those, I'm prepping for them and whatnot. So I don't – it's like once I hit Monday, I kind of stop playing. But I'm eagerly looking forward to getting back to it tomorrow night. And uh, finishing it because uh, it, it makes replaying it so much more enjoyable. Didn't a Valve game do this? Didn't Portal or no idea Half Life? One of the Valve. I want to say it was a Valve game that did this. Um, I love this feature. I love this. Where's Ryan Turford when you need him? Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure that someone can like Random at me on Twitter. Twitter. He's got it. Yeah, I want to say at least one other game has done this. Um, might have even been a telltale joint at one point. I love stuff like this. I love it on TV shows. I've watched like the Friends blooper reels with the commentary so many times. They even it's made unhealthy. it like a like a little collectathon. Like on yeah. your map, you see how many there are and broken down oh. by which chapter, and so you can check them off. And it's like you can go find them. That, that speaks so to you. That speaks they're, to your soul. You love really finding. Good. I'm really digging it. I was like, <laughs> this is so damn good. I uh, I will. I will. I love Firewatch. I would actually replay it that way. I would totally replay it that way. That sounds great. Do yeah. you, do you know if this got patched into the other versions? Does it? Of course, you don't know this, but I'm I'm curious if the PlayStation Four version got an update that added. I that. don't think so. I have not mm. seen or heard anything, and I mean, it looks like it's playing kind of the same. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Sean, are you playing anything? Oh uh, well, I mean, Donnie and I were were cut from the same cloth. It seems <laughs> just downloading a bunch of random stuff that like I have no business <laughs> or anything getting around to. Um, one of the first things that I downloaded actually wasn't a Game Pass game. It was a Games with Gold. Remember that thing that uh, that some people care about? Donnie's going to deadpan Kill stare it. at you. Yeah, he's Kill don't, 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 <laughs> well, don't get I'm him started. On life support, maybe. Yeah, uh, I downloaded Lost Planet 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. I'm going to need a minute. Let's you talk about this. You made me about Rise, and he's over here. Baby, what Lost is you doing? Lost Planet 2. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's like, I have like a weird nostalgia for the first game lost planet one yes. and i didn't even play the game i played the demo and i always wanted to get around to listen it's been i can't I'm gonna, with you i'm gonna take i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give it right back to you say listen here's the way it is it's been a rough couple days yeah it's been a, it's, I, we've, we've been on a journey so we're maybe not ourselves all that much and uh i think i played a couple of levels of lost planet 2 and you know it's just this stupid ass yep. action game you're shooting glowy bits and you start on a frozen planet and all of a sudden you're in this humid jungle it's very strange um 
I don't know. I just, I, I'm like, as I was playing it, I'm like, I'm enjoying myself, but I think I'm just broken right now. Yeah, I think you just need a brain reset. You're like, if I'm enjoying this this much, perhaps I need a timeout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I do need saying, a timeout. Lost Planet 2 is not a bad game. It was very a time and place game for me. I loved the first game and actually actually played the actual version of that game, but yeah. I don't yeah, know that I could go back. Just one of those that I felt like I missed and put a little bit of time into. It's one of those like it's meant because it's meant to be played multiplayer, right? Like you're yes, as when yes. I'm playing single player, you're playing with like AI controlled partners or whatever and, and a squad. It's it's meant to be played with friends. And I can imagine like like a lot of games that if you just jump on and if you want to because uh, like what I'm really playing is Diablo three with Ryan Turford and the guys from Quest for Pixels, yes. um, which is amazing. And I could see like, it's like, but but also like there's a lot of games out there that just exist. And if you're able to very quickly and easily get into a game with some friends, like if they have access to it or whatever, that's like half the battle with multiplayer I do think, games. I think that too. Like anything, chill. anything where I get a text message and they're like, do you want to play it? it? Either if it isn't installed and immediately joinable, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. too old. I'll fall asleep before this mm-hmm. boots. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Lost Planet 2 was fun with a squad. squad. I can imagine. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's one of those I downloaded it, said that I could, said I played it, gave it a shot, but I'm kind of like, honestly, I'm all over the place. I'm playing like Tales yeah. of Berseria on my PC. That like, I'm just, it's really yeah, means I, that, I love it. I know, I know the feeling. What it really means is you're not really playing anything. You're yeah, this of, is, this yeah, is where I'm at too. Things. I'm in like limbo before a new big release, I think. And mm-hmm. I just don't, I have tons of games in shrink wrap. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't want to start anything. Yeah. I can't commit. So I play Tetris. I played Tetris Effect Connected. Yeah for like hours i was just like i'm just gonna get lost because tetris for me shuts my brain off so i've had a really like rough week and a half with work i'm exhausted i was just like i just want something that'll short circuit the part of my brain that like spirals for hours and i can't sleep so see and i don't know like take this in the spirit in which it's intended when you say that you have a rough week at work i can't imagine how that's possible because i just imagine you just being an absolute rock star at work and just like kicking ass and taking names the whole time like what it's, how is that i don't know it's funny just, you say that it's a compliment, it, it's a compliment it, it, and i did have one of those weeks but i'm on this i'm on a very big project and i have to dance around how much i can talk about things because of ndas with a, with a very big new client to us and Bethesda. yeah totally no no <laughs> oh that would be cool though um and we're designing this like very complex system for an airport and there's a ton of deadlines and i've been on calls with feds and i'm like exhausted right and i don't want to screw this up and i actually got a note from my project manager for this and he was just like by the way you're making a really good impression on the client thank you and i'm like that made my that made my week nice. but i'm also billing twice as many hours as i usually do and that's where the stress is i'm just i'm just running to the I ground you know, I'm just I feel tired. it. I feel it because like you've gone, you you go eerily yeah. silent when you get really, really busy. I'm like, yeah. man, Elaine's at the end of it over here. <laughs> I haven't murdered anyone. I'm just like, I run That's out good. of. I it's it was actually it was actually a comment that somebody made on this Bethesda roundtable that we're about to talk about. I I ran out of cycles. You know, they they discussed like having people move between groups and saying, oh, if someone has extra cycles, I ran out. I was out mm-hmm. of cycles. So what happens is the social stuff just goes because yeah. I have to like deal with my family and my job. It's just like out. So you don't plug. You need a vacation. Te- Tetris in the dark. I need a vacation so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I would then take some time off around my kids. You know what you need? Break. A hot, hot tub. tub. I need a hot tub. Hell yeah, I was telling Chelsea do. about your hot tub today, man. Hot tub. My <laughs> wife made so tub. much. I ran across one of these at a store like a year ago. My wife made so much fun of me. She's like, we are not going to be the white trash people. <laughs> an inflatable hot tub. I love it. And I then I one. bought it. Um, cause I started doing like some actual research on it and I wanted, so that, and I told Elaine about this about a week ago, so I feel like I'm repeating myself, but Man. nobody else has ever heard it. No one knows. Um, I wanted to like, sometimes I just want to like throw a surprise, like at the family, 
pick up like a puppy or like get something like just kind of spice it up and <laughs> you know like flea flea very much was that like i was like let's go it. get this dog like kirby was puppy. that way like let's get a cat um it just kind of you need to be controlled <laughs> I feel like he needs barriers upon. You need like, like a button, like an "Are you sure?" button. Like we've more been often doing in life. so much of the same old, same old, yeah, mundane same. thing. Yep. You know, I was like, we need to do something fun, and like I can't go out. Like normally, Sean, I can't. We go catch that. a movie. Yeah, we go, we go to dinner. dinner. Yeah, we go we get can't. dinner, but we can't. We mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what can I do? So I got this inflatable hot tub, like as I completely as a surprise. I didn't tell anybody. It just shows up one day. And she's like, I cannot believe you. You're got like that. Peter Griffin. <laughs> like, how do you afford these I things? Think he's more like Homer it's, Simpson it's because not that it's expensive. It's an inflatable. It's it's. What are you talking about? How can you afford? It's not that expensive. I don't know. <laughs> and anyway, I You're I a go cartoon dad. I look, I, I, I was doing all the research on the internet and like, listen, if you're interested in one, you've ever looked at one. If you, if you also thought it was lame, if you're expecting like a, like an inflatable pool, it's not that it's like it's really strong and rigid yeah. and like you can sit on it and it won't even like bend. Like you all can right. sit on the wall. Like it's, it's very strong. Anyway, since I've had it also not playing any video games, I've been right. mojitos right. In hot tubs and just like I feel so much better. Like I'm so relaxed as I come to sit down and do the show with you. I showed my husband the videos of this thing that you posted, and my husband's like, "You want one?" And I'm like, "I'm cycling like yeah, you 140 do. miles a week. If you do the averaging, I'm probably cycling about 140 miles a week. I started running like a mile and a half a day. I'm a, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna put it under the gazebo in the back. Yes, it's and so I'm good. not gonna leave it for the duration of the spring. Delvin over here hurt. throwing shade. Act like Delvin also doesn't have everything that I have. If you guys don't know Delvin, he has everything. So <laughs> when we don't when we don't play video games on this show. We end up talking about nonsense. Did you ever notice that? I don't know how that happens. I don't know. Well, there, we're at this point where we could be pulled off into anything. You know, Diablo oh, has, has its hooks in me right now. Um, I don't know. I haven't like I just come onto the show. I I don't know what we're going to talk about. But like Watch Dogs uh, is a, is a game we didn't get to talk about on the on the Xbox Drive today. They've got their online thing going. I'm like I could jump into oh, yeah. I could jump into Watch Dogs with a little multiplayer there. There's some chitter chatter going on about like when are we going to start our guild or whatever the hell you do in um, ESO. Like I don't know what those dorks do, oh. but I could be pulled into into Elder Scrolls Online now that the whole Bethesda thing's happening. You are standing mm-hmm. in front of a wall of nonsense. You don't get to use the word dorks. You know that, right? It's like, a compliment. Yeah, that's endearing. <laughs> okay. You bunch it's of nerds. You bunch I am nerds. <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. I'm like in between games. Like if something was to come along and grab my attention and I wasn't half dead at the time that someone messaged me, I, I would play it. But I have no commitment to anything. I'm just like. That was a gentle call out to anybody who's thinking about those games. Yeah, like hit me talk up. To, like, talk, I, to I, us. talk to us. Yeah, like, talk to us. I can be, be friends with me. <laughs> Please be my friend. All right. Look, dorks. Let's, let's move on to the next. You started this. Now you can't take it back. I love it. You can't take it back now. It's mine now. I'm here for it. All right. Let's talk about the news because it's, it's Bethesda Day. So let's talk about the news. Donnie did math for this. So I'm going to try to keep math. him. Oh, Lord, help me. I have a spreadsheet. I've, I've done calculations and functions. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. Did you I'm say re- math? You did, I math. did math today. I heard meth. So, okay, that's way better. <laughs> way more responsible. I heard something very different. I'm going to do a minute. Shot, uh, Canada's meth hard, apparently. This. All right. Yeah, yeah, there's all those moose up there. They they have a different perspective on the world. Canada was hard up there. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing else to do. The first restaurant do. I worked at was like, everybody's on this stuff? <laughs> you guys need to sleep. Like, go to bed. You have, you've been up for four days straight. 
I'm gonna need a t-shirt that just says everybody's on this stuff question mark Sean the Xbox drive like that's, that's it no context shout out coming to North Edmonton coming to the PSVG merch shop all right don't, don't do math y'all just don't please yeah. and stay in school i guess like it's very look, bad for you good gravy this show is off to a ripper or inside we're 20 minutes in <laughs> never sean's back. here yeah <laughs> sean's here good luck hurting the cats elaine and the moose all right look let's talk about bethesda and and microsoft and xbox while sean makes moose hands at his forehead um tuesday it the the deal between xbox and zenimax bethesda the acquisition got kind of locked in they tweeted it was a thing. It was official. Today, Thursday, we got a roundtable event that was live on YouTube. It was a little over an hour that sort of the purpose of it wasn't really to deliver news, but to discuss what the acquisition means for Bethesda and for Xbox and introduce you to the this cavalcade of characters that makes up Bethesda Game Studios. <clears throat> right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Phil, Phil came out kind of hot in this discussing exclusivity so why don't we just get that out of the way do you think he he came out hot i think he he, did do you think he did because of tuesday no i think he did because the build-up over the last x number of months since this thing was in the works has finally it sounded like almost gotten under his skin it was the tone in which he said i see it in the community i listen to the podcasts and all the questions so i'm gonna try and be as clear as i can because i just think it's fair but it was the tone of voice and the look on his face that just said, oh, I'm it so It was very, it. like, yeah, I mean, it was, he was very exhausted. directional. Yeah, yeah, he was over it. it you like me like, to read his quote? Yes, please. <clears throat> <clears throat> do it in your best... Fi- no, don't I'll do be that. Phil just Spencer read. voice here. <laughs> Obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is an Xbox exclusive. Because we know that's not true. There's con- contractual obligations that we're going to see through. We have games that exist on other platforms. And we're going to go and support those games on the platforms that they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. Now, I'm going to pause here because the legacy thing has been something a lot of people have caught on. And, you know, like we've been doing this for a year now (laughs) of piece piecing everything that they've done. So you could look at those two different ways, like anything that has a legacy content. You know, like it was on a PlayStation before, it might continue to be so. Or if it was a part of a main, like, of like a, like I was saying, like a franchise, like a series, like Wolfenstein 3 is like closing out the trilogy. You know, maybe because the other games are over there, maybe you put that over there as well. I think this meant, I think he intended this as an ESO thing. This was intended for Elder Scrolls Online. If you have bought stuff, if you are playing on this platform, we will continue to support. That's the way I heard it. 76. 76. I heard this as our services games. We will continue to support. That's that's what I heard in in my head. That's how it translates. Even if you heard it the other way, he was extremely clear in his next statement. Yes. If you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. Full stop. That's, That's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building. And the creative capability we'll have, we'll be able to bring to the market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. That is extremely clear. Yeah, that's <laughs> like as clear if you as wanted to know where he stood on everything, I mean, that is about as clear as it possibly could be without him just explicitly listing yeah. franchises yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I'm going for and, yeah. and that's I've, I've had the exact same realization that but that's kind of what I want 
Like I want, give me the graph, give me the chart, give me like X's I, and O's I, and check marks and like, yes, exclusive, no exclusive. I agree. I want like the five year, three year development plan. The games that are left in limbo that we want to know the answer to. But, but at the same time, it wasn't why the do form I, for it though. Like I really enjoyed right. the overall show of it and the, the conversation. I think Pete Hines is like, make that man host he's, lots of stuff. He's like, so good. Yeah. And I want to, I want to discuss he's on, that. Yeah, he hosts now, put him in charge of inside Xbox or whatever they're going to call it. Like, I, I said today, like today was like the Xbox best Rex. inside Xbox. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to address a question we got from the community. And then I want to loop back around to how that show is formatted. Cause I listened to the whole thing and I wasn't just listening for these bullet points that we're kind of going to hit here. Cause mm-hmm. there were bullet points that got tweeted into the ether, but that's actually not what I cared about most from this, but let's hit this question from Yarden. I'm sure you already plan to talk about this, but in your mind, what does Phil's exclusivity statement mean to you? Does this do anything to further pressure Sony and even Nintendo into allowing Game Pass on their platforms? I think that's the point. I think it was extremely, I mean, it's extremely clear when he says, you know, places that have Game Pass. He didn't mention his his console. He didn't mention anything. And then they just launched a new console. and, And I mean, we've said it for a long time now, but if we, if nobody believed it, if nobody truly believed that Xbox is about Game Pass, then no, look no further than the president of the thing. Just not even mentioning console. He's just said yeah, game, game pass. pass. He's I mean, game pass exists. We've beaten that dead horse. I don't think that this development pressures Sony and Nintendo at all. I think this development boosts Xbox's ability to say we have great exclusive games that, that belong to us because that that is an area that I think we can easily agree that Xbox lags. Sony has great first party exclusives. Nintendo they built a business on them. Microsoft doesn't have, they have a few. Now they have what they need to go head to head. I don't think now they, they have, have any, a library. Yes. And I don't think they, they had any intention. They had, a, they had exclusives, but they didn't have a library of exclusives. They didn't have the quantity and quality of Sony and Nintendo's exclusive properties. They just didn't. No. They didn't have their naughty dog joints. They didn't have their Mario. They just didn't. And because of that, Sony and Nintendo don't care. We don't need your game pass. We have our first parties. The people who buy our consoles buy them for that. I'm not going to be surprised if I see Game Pass on on a Switch or a PlayStation in the future. I, I don't think I I, th- I think that's kind of the, the aim here, and I think that's why they're trying to break down walls and they want to do crossplay and they want to do everything. And I think they would want to do that. I think they want to bring Game Pass to everything. Like that's the whole reason why they're going through the browser, right? That's like they want to sure. bring it to iPhones. Now that doesn't mean that you know I don't think PlayStation's falling over themselves to allow it. No, definitely but not. At a point when so many of these games are going away, if you start to lose customers, I do think there will be an incentive for them to do so. I I think that's that's an interesting like point, and I I'm curious to see how Sony responds to this in the future. It does that force them to allow Game Pass, or does that push them to develop more first party or buy up more studios of their Could own? Could you just do a compete? trade? Could you allow Game Pass streaming on PlayStation and bring PlayStation now to Xbox? I, there's no way that happens. There's no way that happens because. Sony is too proud for that to happen. It's, like, it still gives them money. Nintendo <laughs> is clo- would allow this first. Yeah, no, I agree. I do, I do think that would be the case. So, but also, Nintendo doesn't have the infrastructure to support something like this. The internet is hard for Nintendo and scary. And that's the whole point of the streaming. The streaming <laughs> right. thing just makes it easy. I'm curious to see how Sony responds to this in the next like five to ten years. Because right now, Sony doesn't care. Sony is an industry leader in this space, like in the console. They don't care. They don't care what Microsoft does until enough games come out that impact their business, like you said. 
I ultimately say the same thing I said before these consoles launched. Regardless as to whether or not anybody ever plays nice or anything, the thing that I, I think is very clear, and I thought this back in September, all three of these platforms that have constantly competed against each other and we've gone this console war, which one's better, they all have unique, very good cases for ownership. And there is now probably more incentive than ever to own all three. You don't have to just pick one. Right. They're all worth owning for different reasons. I agree. I think, I don't know, we've had this conversation. We had it back before consoles launched. It's not the same game. They're not, it's not a Yeah, they're all doing something different. They all offer something different. And that is a big part of the why you go and you, you acquire Bethesda. Because, yeah, it locks you in now. Like, you had great exclusive games. Now you have a great exclusive roadmap. You know, like and, I can, and a back I can paint a picture for five, ten years ahead why you want to own an Xbox or be a part of Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. And that has nothing to do with whatever PlayStation's doing or that's the thing that the Twitters can't detach from each other is it has nothing to do with stacking up head to head. They no. all have their own unique but very good case for ownership. If this was about stacking up head to head, then Nintendo wouldn't be doing what Nintendo is doing now. They found their own bottled lightning, right? And Microsoft is finding theirs in in Game Pass, and they're going to have to navigate growing that. But it's there; that's their thing. And Sony has last generation's base owners to build right off of. Because once we're reached a different point, like you're bought into an ecosystem now. I bought all these games already. You know, sure. it's like owning an iPhone. That's trying the thing to switch with the, to Android. That's the thing know? with the streaming thing. When it comes to streaming, I think so much differently. Like, I know you said it would never happen. I could totally see PlayStation Now and Game Pass being available on other consoles because all you're doing is bringing your content to more players. They can't own it, right? They can't buy it. It's just a streaming platform. Sure. I mean, PC, I think, is as far as they'll go. I really don't think that those two cross I the streams. Agree. Yeah, Sean, where are you at with this? Do you think I don't? It's complicated. You're right that everybody's kind of like holding steady, and it's like it's really interesting. I'd like to go back in time and think about you know when Netflix was coming around, and there was conversations between Netflix and Blockbuster, right? And Blockbuster's like, no, no, we are the dominant force. There's no way yeah. that we'll ever be you know taken right. over. And now, like with hindsight, it's like, well, obviously that's what was going to happen. But I honestly don't know. Like, at what point did that become quite that obvious, right? Like, because it wasn't always and certainly not to blockbuster and so i think about that with video games as well where i just wonder how like stuck in our ways we are like gamers just in general we are very habitual and behavioral and we're 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 grouchy and stubborn and so (laughs) people who we're very well and we're we're we we are resistant to change as much as we want games to advance and evolve we are very resistant to like trying something else and i just don't like that very nature i don't know how well, that jives with what Xbox is trying to do here, which is like completely change the game. It's very difficult to do that and also to manufacture that without something as like hitting the entire world like the Wii did. Like it's it, it hit in a different way. And what I have said in the past, and I'll repeat again, in order for, for Game Pass to really take off and for Xbox to really succeed, you, obviously the games... And when, but it more so than that, it's like you have to almost accidentally have Game Pass, right? Like people just like ended up with Netflix because that mm-hmm. app ended up on everything. And somebody's friend had Netflix and somebody was talking about this Netflix show or whatever it was. And you just almost like, oh, I guess now I have Netflix. Nobody remembers signing up for Netflix. Yeah. You just yeah. create an account. It needs to be like that easy in order for, for Game Pass to think that's the goal. really take over. And I do think that's the goal. Mm-hmm. It has to be ubiquitous. It has to be on every device. And I, but I do think that Nintendo and PlayStation hold, um, uh, like they, 
they present a massive hurdle on that front. So mobile, yeah. obvious. And I think once it hits on PC, like where for you to stream in a browser or whatever on your on your PC, then we'll really see what this potential is. But right now, that's all that this is. I was like, there's say- a $7 billion purchase of potential at this point. Or- uh, and a back catalog of incredible titles that they now can chunk onto game I know, and I, forever, guys like i don't want to downplay like, my excitement for it but as soon as okay you go like if you talk about each thing kind of individually you go bethesda deal massive deal you look at things like animal crossing and uh the new mario game that just came out everybody's eating up which is amazing playstation 5 is selling like hotcakes like individually they're all doing they're all doing so good but i just don't know like that even with this purchase Xbox has always and will always, unless they start to do something about it, they lack a legacy. You don't, like, there's not a lot of ubiquitous memories on the original Xbox, maybe Halo. And that's probably yeah, and, it. And that's, it's a recent history. Yeah, very. very and I, and, it's, and that's yeah. not to say they can't still establish that, because I would say, like, there's certain legacy points within the PlayStation 1, but a lot on, even like with PS3 and the way that uh, Naughty Dog really made a name for themselves on PS3 and a lot of sort of modern developers in the PlayStation landscape made a name for themselves on on PlayStation 3 in the mm-hmm. podcast beyond era. So it can happen later on, but they've got to really establish. I've said this before. They need to establish that identity. What is it? What do you think of when you think of Xbox? What games I come think- to mind? I think actually, let's loop back to the Netflix point because I think that's salient. Like, they doesn't have to, Sony and Nintendo do not have to be a barrier. Put it on every set top box, on every Roku, that's and do the same movies. thing. Yeah. If you do what Netflix did, which is basically every time you boot a device, it's shoved in your face, then who cares what the legacy is? It's well, their legacy what, becomes Game Pass. That's what, that's I, was what I once think they, they want. Once they open the browser, right? Then they're yes. going to release. They're going to release some sort of Roku streaming stick or whatever that's going to be super cheap. Then they're going to hit Samsung TVs. Once they're already there, if they already start getting a lot of traction, it'll just be like Amazon Fire when they eventually allowed Netflix on. Like eventually, become you, people yeah. start asking for it. Like almost you're almost doing a disservice to your own folks. I'm not saying it's going to happen next year, but if where Microsoft wants to go with Game Pass, if they get there. Yeah. And I do see Game Pass as a streaming app available on on PlayStations or on Switches or anything, anything that can run on, because that's the goal. Maybe, but it also becomes less of a problem, right? If you if this service is then available on everything, places where normal people use technology, TVs and Roku's and your Apple TV, it becomes a non-issue whether Sony and Nintendo want to support it because you have one of those in your house. No matter what console you have, you have one of those in your house. Yeah, but if and you start, you know, if you start identifying that your people are already members, then all of a sudden, then you can deals can be made and things like sure. that. Sure, yeah. but I, the question is, does Microsoft care at that point? Once you've, you've, I think they do. You've gotten to a place where it's on everybody's TV when they boot it up as a you know an app. Who cares what Sony wants to do? And then, I just then, have yeah, the suspicion yeah. that they want to break down that wall. They want to be that. Like I feel like Phil wants that to be the case. I don't think Phil cares. I think what Phil cares about is how many people can I get on this service and what's the most expedient and efficient way to do that. He seems to buy the what makes books, me wonder, you know what I mean? When when they hit browser, are you going to be able to open up a browser on your PlayStation 5 and We're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> Does it have a browser? I'm not even sure if it does. I don't, I don't know, know if it has a browser. I don't either. know. I've never. <laughs> Somebody was joking about that. I'm like, I'm not sure if that's even a because, like, on, a thing. on the new Edge browser, we can run Stadia yes. and GeForce. Like, eventually, like, and, and you can always jailbreak those things. Like, Switch has a browser sure. you can get if you want it. Like, you can do it once it hits browser. I, I'm, in, 
I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see people playing Game Pass on their Switch. Yeah. They may have to divert to do it, but... It might get. I just don't know, like, why, why, like, it's got to be such a huge deal for PlayStation or Nintendo to agree to that because it's like, it's the Trojan horse. It's not really all that much of a secret. It's like, you know, that there's something deadly inside of there that, like, that's, you don't, like, if I'm Nintendo, there's no, if I ran Nintendo, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Oh, I would absolutely do the opposite because if I disagree. Yeah. I think Nintendo doesn't care. Sure. If I ran Nintendo, I would do it because you're you're missing out on a bunch of content. That's so short term. That's cloud. so short. It's like it's this secret weapon. It's the it's, but, it's, but, it's the whole thing that that is. So how my issue with this, out. my issue with this whole walled garden approach is that I think the root of that argument is an either or, and it's not an either or. It's a both. That. That's you're not losing a customer by allowing them to subscribe to Game Pass. I'm you already have the customer because they already bought a Switch. I just don't know how they like it's it's the it's the leverage it's the fulcrum in it it's like this is how they just completely leap over top of everybody else if you're if they are that ubiquitous with video games then suddenly Nintendo is not ubiquitous with video games and that is not a position that they don't want that they want to be in I don't like, I don't know it's like I'm just, and I'm projecting like 10 15 20 sure, years out into the I get future, you right? yeah, like, and that short term it's like I'm with you absolutely like we'll take your cut no problem but it's like this is their only play right Maybe you kind of want you do, you don't want to help Xbox if you're on the outside. You don't want to help them realize what this potential is. You want them to bleed money right now so that you can withstand the storm if you're Nintendo or PlayStation. You just want them to get out and then you kind of take over that space. I don't think... I think if you're Nintendo or Sony, you have to realize that approach is not going to work. You tried to bleed them out. You can't. You can't They're a huge company. If they want to stay in... so much more money than you. If they want to stay in, they can run you out of money. They have more. you're right, but it's also like so does Google, right? So it's not necessarily about the dollars that are in the but, bank. It's about the courage and the like wherewithal. Like how much do you, can you handle? How many years of like losing money or investing into it or building up? But in up Nintendo's to the case, in Nintendo's case, this is also like let's separate the PlayStation, the the two evil kids on the playground mm. at each other. In Nintendo's case, this is also a company that you've worked with in Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons, Ori, Cuphead. They have right? a relationship. Like they already work together. And in Nintendo's case, just making the Nintendo case, you're not going to get Elder Scrolls or Doom or anything without it. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the future, like these games are being made like the Switch can't run. So yeah. they're not going to put a cloud version on the Switch shop. They're going to put Game Pass. Like, And if you want that content, if you want that content to be available to your customer base and you'll get a cut from it, I... I, I 100% understand exactly what you're saying, Sean. And I think. And I'm really just in exploring case, I think it. you're right. I, I, that's and I'm not even suggesting that what I'm saying is like, is gospel. I feel like in it's way. much I just don't less think it's threatening to Nintendo. It's must, yes. much less threatening to Nintendo to than allow it on there. Yes, because yeah. Nintendo has a, a legacy of games and properties that transcend time and space. Like Everybody I said, it just has to be knows. worth their while. Like it, then it, well, it becomes yeah. another investment. Like it, it's yeah. an additional investment on top of it. Sure. Acquiring uh, studios. It's how much are you going to also hand over to um, over to Nintendo if you're Xbox? I think it's fat. Like sure. this is why I love this stuff. It's so fascinating. Like yeah. how is it mutually beneficial? Is mm-hmm. Xbox okay? I could see them being okay with just like give Nintendo like the entirety or a huge portion of that monthly subscription price, give it to Nintendo because they're willing to eat that. So they get customers over on Nintendo. I don't know. Like see at this point, is it worthwhile for each side? See it this way for Microsoft's worthwhile. Japan is a difficult market for Microsoft. 
Yeah. They have had right. no foothold. Nintendo has no problem. There's Microsoft's willing to spend the money to put their foothold there. That's totally. their benefit. And Nintendo, it's a good graces type of situation. They're not great at internet services to begin with. They yep. stand to potentially learn something out of this partnership mm-hmm. and improve their other stuff, the streaming stuff they've tried to work with Capcom on. There could be win-wins here, and we're and totally Xbox speculating. But may never be able to sell that customer no. a box, a device, a stick, definitely no matter not, how not in Japan, cheap or anything. But you throw it on a switch that they're already carrying, that they already love to play. Yeah, and you, know, you negotiate stuff there. You negotiate mm-hmm. deals based on territory and in North America. You know, Microsoft and Sony do have the agreement on their streaming, sharing tech stuff. Like that's that yeah, that moment. exists. So it doesn't like, sound fan, like likely. I would but. love it. I would love to play. I don't want to play games on my phone. I would like no, to play no. Xbox games on my Switch. Like that's Agreed. actually what I would want. Yep. So I understand Agreed. like where that side is coming from. Just try to kind of explore oh. the whole. I don't want to stream them. Like I don't want to stream them. I want to download it. But I think the fun of this yeah. type of situation is like they didn't give us a ton of stuff today. They had there was a conversation that I really enjoyed, and this is part of the fun. Part of the fun mm-hmm. is like where are we going to be in ten years? Where do we want to be in ten years? You know, I just. I don't know. I think this is cool. The conversation is cool. Let's uh, let's hit on one more sort of the big news, you know, blips, right? Uh, the exclusivity was a blip and Game Pass is another and they dropped or are dropping probably as of when folks are listening to this audio podcast, 20 Bethesda games, some of which were already on the service um, or yeah. Game Pass. Yeah. There's a couple of notable titles that are missing. I imagine it's because they're trying to fish out whatever deals were behind the scenes for some of the publishing rights on stuff like that. Who knows? Yeah, I saw well, – I talked a bad bit on Twitter because I, I noticed like Evil Within 2. I've been waiting for this day to play Evil Within 2 again. I just went ahead and bought it at GameStop. Yeah. Um, there are, there are right Today? Here. Yeah. It's uh, five he, bucks It's right $5. It's $5. He mentioned that it was on PlayStation Now and he's like, I guess that's why not. But, nah, but there, there, are, there are games that are on both services anyway. Yes. I, don't, I think maybe they were just wanting to withhold some stuff. I, I, I would be willing to think. I don't know. Just to sprinkle it in later. The reason I don't know about that is they dropped every Doom except Doom 2016. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't give people the whole back catalog and leave one out. I suspect that there's who published what and where and how those th- arrangements were made. There's probably just some ink to be inked. Hmm. I suspect within a month we'll see them. The notable ones have a list. Dishonored, Death of the Outsider is not coming to Game Pass yet. Yeah. Rage 1, Wolfenstein 2, Fallout 3, which was notable. Yeah. Uh, Doom 2016 and The Evil Within 2 are the big ones. Um, mm-hmm. Everything else, though, including Morrowind and Oblivion, which are... That's awesome. Dude, Morrowind, Morrowind is one of my yeah. favorite Morrowind games. Is on there? That's amazing. Morrowind is bananas good, and I I love that game. Uh, Oblivion's getting the FPS boost. Yes, that's mm-hmm. the other note that they're working on that with Back Compat, and they're going to have more to announce. I tweeted out the soon. Bethesda collection. You know, I was talking yeah. about the PlayStation Plus collections. Like, this is yeah. the Bethesda collection. This is nuts. I, it's crazy. Tomorrow, like, how many? There's 15 million of us Game Pass subscribers out there. Tomorrow, we just wake up and you just have 15 more games to play. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, we're not talking about five hour baby games here. We're talking about Fallout baby New Vegas games. and Fallout 4. Like, we're not talking about single sitting games. These are not big, beefy practice. games. Like, this is a lot of video games. Can I talk about my math? I think it fits. Yeah, I knew that this was where the math was coming. So hit me with your math. So I wanted to do something today, and I was thinking about it. What I did is I I made a little chart here for the last decade, the last 10 years. And I went through and I counted every release game per year from Xbox, Bethesda, and EA. And then I I averaged them out per year, how many each of those platforms make. 
Bethesda puts out on average 3.2 games a year. EA puts out on average 9.8 games a year. A lot of yes. those are wow. annual sports that games. Checks out. Those are the sports yeah. games. That checks oh, I out. guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Xbox puts out Microsoft. on average. I'm sorry. Yeah, Microsoft on average 7.4 games a year. Now, a lot of theirs are a lot of theirs are second party published things. Those I was going to ask things. where you drew the line. Yeah, like, are second you party okay. public, not just internal first party studios, but sure. exclusive things that they publish. Right. So, like something like "Tell Me Why," I count it. Got it. Got it. Okay. That checks out to almost twenty games a year. So on the low side, on the low side, you're talking twelve, thirteen, and on the high side, twenty, twenty-three. So anywhere from thirteen to twenty games a year. You're going to get AAA games from the biggest publishers in the business by being a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber. And that's on top of all the other back and pat and stuff that you get from indies and other third parties that cycle in and out and the Rockstar here and there and a Call of Duty or whatever that flies through. That's just from the partnerships that that you know are there. Like if they could rest on that alone, they Mm -hmm. could get rid of everything else and that that service is still worth having. Oh, yeah. If you think about that, if you think about it like over the term of like a console life cycle over the next five or six years, 15, 20 games a year. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, why aren't you subscribed to Game Pass if you're not already like it's if they're listening to this podcast, they already have heard you. They go should on be. soapbox and everybody. This is why it actually kind of blows my mind that they're not packing in with these new consoles, especially the S. The yeah. S should have a pack in of a free month or three mm-hmm. months. The X, you got five hundred dollars to spend. You're already a fan. You're probably you already subscribed. It, but the out term gains are worth the short term losses. You should pack it in sure, constantly, pack it all in. the time. So it should be in everything. The controller should come with it. The head, the headset should come with it. Do you everything know what it should, should come with Game Pass? It should. It should go in the first party games that you put on a shelf that are in Game Pass. So when you open it up, like you could have this game on Game Pass for Smart. this much yep. years a month. That's what you do. You shove it down people's yep. throats. If I put a Bethesda game on PlayStation, <laughs> every box copy would come with oh a Oh my God, I would, love, I would love that. That's that I, I, love. I am on board with that's, that. Yes. Absolutely that's everything. Good. Everything that you should make should come with an insert for a month of Game Pass. Or, or you know, whatever. Like a two-week trial. If it's a controller. You when, know, you re- up window, when you read <laughs> Office 365, it should be like, hey, do you want no, some Game Pass? They do it. They go so far, because I've been looking at buying a new laptop. They go so far as to being like, you want it? Here's a month of Game Pass with this laptop. You know that they're in on that. Like, it's got Windows. Here's also a month of Game Pass, because it's branded mm-hmm. as a gaming machine or in that. Which is smart. I mean... Uh, we have a Game Pass related question from Garrett, so let's hit it while we're talking about this, since we've already beaten the Game Pass horse into the oblivion <laughs> gates at this juncture. Do you think there's any benefit for Microsoft and Xbox to make certain certain f- future first party games exclusive to just Game Pass? You would have to sub to Game Pass to have access to these select titles. I can see this being a huge advantage for the Game Pass sub base. I don't. I don't think so. Um... Because, well, hmm, let me answer this two ways. I don't think you do this on console because people have already bought the box. If they want to pay $60 for the game, let them. That, uh, it doesn't make any sense to do that. But I also want to say they already kind of do this because a lot of games will hit console first and then come to PC later. You That's, know? yes. So, like, they already have some of this kind of stuff baked into it. I love the idea. I've talked about it before. 
I think everything should come a few days early for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. That's think, my answer. I think all Game Pass subscribers should be able to start like five days sooner than everybody yep. else. Do, do you remember when Ubisoft would be like, buy the Ultimate Edition and you can play our game five or six days or a week early? Yeah. They stopped Xbox doing that. Xbox does this with, Xbox does it with, they did it with Gears, they did it with Forza, like the Gold Edition or whatever. Yep. Yes. You can they pre-order it, they, and they, get it like two days early. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. everybody has stopped doing this in the yep. last calendar year. But I think they that- absolutely do it with Halo. They should do it with their first party exclusives and their Bethesda games, maybe even like let people play them early on Game Pass. Absolutely. Halo betas. It's exactly yeah, the, the crack room thing. Yes. I mean, I don't know yes. if that's not a new idea. I'm sure somebody has said that before. But yeah, little yeah. little 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 tricks like that. Like they're kind of they're old school, but they totally work. And they do need yeah. those to get people just to like we're kind of sitting on the fence. They just need to do like they need something more than just that it's a dollar. Right. Like they, yeah, they've got to have some yes. some sort of gravity. Yeah. Some yeah. they already got the dollar deal and now they're yeah. you know you got to give people push. that nudge and i think that that is better for the goodwill than no you can only play this on game pass people balk at like hard Dude, rules people like get that. mad yeah people, yeah don't piss people off without needing to there's no I think reason there's a big to make reason a fight why in today's little show they didn't come out and be like you're never gonna get it again like i'm <laughs> yeah. sure the reason they have not putting their foot down is because xbox i almost seemingly cares way more about public reception than their competitors because they went to the ringer still reminding people that they're killing mario they're they, like yeah they, it's still gonna happen we're murdering it i think that <laughs> xbox really went through the ringer on the one uh, they yeah, went they through did. it and they're having ptsd about and going the gold like, yeah the the gold, gold thing what a mess yeah people want to be mad at them so they're trying to be like we're not going to give you a reason kids Back yeah off. just keep buying your games for 70 dollars on PlayStation, it's fine. Seventy dollars I mean, games. What? I mean, I'm with Don, like when I listen to you guys, and Donnie's just like, I, I, I'm with you, man. Like here, here, like really, we're gonna get upset about X, Y, and Z, and you're like, guess games are seventy bucks now. Like totally fine. Can you imagine if Xbox did the the opposite? Like can you if it was flipped, exactly. If it was flipped, did, yes. Everybody yes, just mm-hmm. bought into it. They're like, yeah, I guess we all just need to give them more money now. And that's but, what I'm saying. That's what I was saying before. But like PlayStation and and um, and Nintendo, they have the games. They can yeah. do that. Crap. They, exactly. This was my point before. That's their legacy. Microsoft doesn't have people that love them more. If mm-hmm. no, it's just that people have a longer mm. history with them. People. But here's the thing: people have a much longer history, but they forget some of it because Nintendo games used to be eighty five dollars on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, but like, and, like that that whole conversation is is too, it's too complex for a segment of a show. That needs I like agree. a full hour and a half. That's of like, a different conversation. The games industry is totally different now. I There's agree. Billions also, and billions of players. They can they can play hardball a little bit more because I people agree. love Animal Crossing. They love Mario yes. Kart. They love Uncharted. Like they'll they'll jump through more hoops to do that. For sure. a lot of folks, especially gamers that grew up in the '90s, um, I used to say this a lot. Um, like my my old co-host at the Nintendo Shack hates Xbox, just fervently hates sure. Xbox because they're just not that yeah, Japanese not. video game maker that they grew up with. Well, part of the problem is the people with the buying power right now, 30s, 40s, maybe even late 20s, grew up with Nintendo and Sony. They didn't grow up with Microsoft. I got my first Xbox in college. So that wasn't a part of my childhood memories and those joyous moments of passing the controller with your little brother. That stuff embeds itself into your psyche. So Microsoft is playing from a place of disadvantage. So their legacy is never going to be that back catalog. Their legacy has to be Game Pass now. They found something. They could make this work. What I said when they bought Bethesda is they just bought a bunch of legacy. They did. They just bought a bunch of it. Like they own Doom. 
Morrowind, man. <laughs> that has like a lot Elder of Scrolls. legacy for a yes. lot of people. They just bought some. They just went out. We're like, okay, well, we own it now. Now we've got yeah. some legacy. And it's going to take some time for that like to really take hold. It's like a transplant. Okay. Like, this needs to hold. This needs to take. The body oh, has sure. to accept it. The, the gamers have to accept that. And, and I'm confident that that will happen because it happened with Doom. Like Bethesda didn't create doom they bought it like these things happen and eventually you start to when you think of it you think of bethesda and vice versa like those Mm -hmm. start to gel and it'll be interesting because they often talked about the arrangement this merger as a partnership rather than like you you like we own you now it was very much like we're working together it seemed very peer like which I think is interesting. It's not. It's not quite like when Bethesda bought it, or whenever they bought all those studios, or, or when Xbox has bought. Their That's a studios. good point. They're I, more equal. Going back yeah. to the point about the show, one of the things that I I got the idea from the show uh, because they very much did like a, a like a tour of Bethesda. I was very much getting to know Bethesda. I got this sense. My takeaway from it was Bethesda doesn't want to be like forgotten about or or thought less of. Um, I got the sense that they very much wanted to like showcase themselves and continue to be Bethesda. I I got a different play. I actually got a play that said um, we just want to like, almost. I don't like, think they want to be thought of as a studio that Xbox has. Uh, sure, right? But I, I don't think that that's what they intended from showing off all their studios. I think they're really proud of what they built. Oh, for and, sure, for sure. And I think part of showing off their studios is was to talk about how they make games. And this is the part of the show that I actually enjoyed the most. And I realize I'm probably in a minority, but. The collaborative so. like way they talked about how they make video games yeah. or if someone has got some extra time, they jump over to another yeah. group. That's how I work. That's how I work in my job. And it made me feel like I love that environment. So it made me feel like you you created they've created a situation which allows creative people who are also very technical to like be both and to toe the line. To- I didn't mean to make it sound like they were trying to be self-important. Yeah. I, I don't think that. I think what they were trying to do is they were just trying to – I don't think they just want to fold under Xbox and now, you know, they just fold into sure. the background like Mo Yang and everybody else. Like, they're still Bethesda and they want to believe in that and they want people to know that. I think that's a two-way street. I don't think Microsoft wants it either. I think that was what they showed here, that Microsoft also wants them to still ride, like be, be chillin'. And be like out in the forefront. Like Microsoft has no intentions of shuffling them into the basement. They want. They were proud of this partnership. Oh yeah. Both sides. And I think yeah. that's that was really cool. Like having this like excitement about how they make games and how they collaborate and how even like talking about how Todd Howard calls up Phil and is like, "Uh, we created a mess. What do you suggest?" You know, yeah. like it shows the two way street. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it's almost and like that's what been- I said. During their acquisition, then nobody else could buy Bethesda and let Bethesda be Bethesda other than other than Xbox and Microsoft. Agree. I, They're almost I, like uniquely qualified to to allow this to happen. They they both built environments that suit the other instead of trying to engulf the other. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, Xbox is not going to look at PC as a competitor and like a, a way that they would lose console sales or anything. They, they, they just don't operate like that. Um, whereas other other platform providers, I think, do. And th- I think that fits Bethesda. And I do think that we'll still continue to see Bethesda speak for Bethesda. And, the, yes. and like it's all going to be there for Game Pass and everything. But I don't think you're going to see Bethesda like fade away or, or be stepped behind. I think we're still going to see Bethesda be Bethesda. I, Microsoft gonna, made the point. They said that. Yeah. We want well, them well, to make games the way they make them. We're going to leave them to do that. I can't remember who said it, but one of the things that came up that like started to like 
emphasize in my mind how big a deal this was i don't it's like the games should speak for themselves like this is a big deal they've got quake <laughs> they've got doom they've Giant, got they've got Wolf yeah. we talked about that to, to all ends but the thing that clicked for me that was like holy crap they're like we inherited QuakeCon. we inherited these big yeah. fan events it's like holy crap like, right yes you're yep. right like these are yep. these big it's not just the games it's these touch points with with gamers these ten these thousands of people throughout the year and like for whatever reason, like that was a big like holy crap for me. Yeah, and, and that's think- why the internet is all lit up about it. exclusive, not exclusive. That's why because people care. Like it's yeah. not you know it's not not no offense. Like I love Hellblade, obviously, but nope, when they nobody, bought them, nobody, nobody seems right. to really care like if it was exclusive or not. People really care about this in Bethesda. This was because a, of legacy. This was a gigantic acquisition, right? Like Massive. they took they took. One of the first video games I ever played and rolled it up into Microsoft's back catalog. Probably like Doom was like the way I learned how to play to deal with DOS. Like a lot of my childhood is built on Doom and me trying to keep my parents from knowing that I was playing it. Like this is huge, and I think I think it's nice to see. At least I got the sense from watching this hour of them talk back and forth to each other. It's nice to see they acknowledge this as camaraderie and not an acquisition. It did not feel like we bought you, go to the basement, make the games, hit the schedule we say, and that's it. It felt like we're going to do this together and we're going to see where it takes us. And that's that was good vibes. Like It was a good hour and 15 minute, really insightful yeah. talk. Even for me. like a long form thing. Yeah. That's what I was going through. Like the long inside Xboxes we had before were yeah. grueling to sit through. Mm-hmm. They were and this, stilted and I watched, scripted. I watched the entire yes. thing and, and I had a blast and it felt like like almost like a podcast or like a panel. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was yep. very informative and I was learning and it was like it was really, really great. And I love when they were thrown around to different studios and everybody chime in. It that was, was just, great. It was great. And they were comfortable talking to each other because you can tell they've been doing it for so yeah. long. Across yeah. Microsoft and Bethesda. I had my phone in my back pocket, the YouTube on and my headphones in. I listened to it like a podcast, and yeah. I never once had the vibe that someone was reading off of a, sh- a list of cards for what they had to. Hit I think it was next. even better in video. It was good in video because I like you know seeing those guys when you, you know, get to throw see it but, faces and stuff. But man, like the comfort level to the conversation was unique. I haven't heard a roundtable just when felt- they kicked it off with like the funny jokes about yeah. Microsoft promos yeah. and things like that. That was it that was, was good. good. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, so the teams jokes. Yeah, I laughed. I cried. I cried yeah. a lot. Uh, I don't know. This was like, I wanted to say that because I think it's easy to, to the bullet points like exclusivity and the Game Pass games. And we're getting more news this summer. They've committed to doing some sort of a event in the summer, but yeah. that's to talk more about the future stuff. Cool. Those I think are the that's bullet points. Continue. Yeah. But I, think we'll see I want Bethesda more of this. Games, I think we'll see games show up at Xbox events, but I, th- I still think Bethesda will have Bethesda branded Bethesda events. Yeah. And they're going to do their own thing. And, and it's really, it's like Bethesda will do everything they're doing, but now Game Pass. <laughs> sure. That's that's exactly the sense that this should give you. That's if you're an Xbox fan or you have a Game Pass, that's all you need to care about. But my for me, it was so insightful to hear about how these people make video games. Like their their winter meeting where they all talk about like what everybody's working. Like that stuff, we don't get enough of that. You know, we get so much of the fighting and the bickering about and the cynicism. We don't get enough of like... Or when we do get it, it's all like anonymously sourced after the fact, you know, like we do get some inside documentaries and stuff, but it's not like we get it when it's bad. We don't get it from Mm -hmm. the horse's mouth. We never get it when it's good. We only ever get it when somebody did something crappy. I wanted to hear that people enjoy making video games and have good working relationships for one day, (laughs) you know? 
Well, that is that vibe that I think Bethesda kind of brings in, and they survive the Zenimax sort of acquisition or merger, and they because they've kept so many of the same people over the last couple of decades. Yeah. So you've got these really scrappy developers like Todd Howard and Pete Hines. Like these guys have been around forever, and they've been through. Yeah. I think what I what I felt today was like everybody recognizing that they've been through hell and back <laughs> yeah. for decades, and, and like making games and shipping games is really hard. And suddenly, yeah. maybe it's not going to be quite as hard. Like that, that there's so much to the challenge that has been removed perhaps by by the certainty of of uh microsoft's treasury and and the certainty that there are gamers waiting for games to be released onto game pass you've got 15 to 20 million yeah. people who will play games they kind of spoke to that as well but i just love this like that scrappiness and that that unadulterated honesty i think it was on um the first time that todd howard and and phil spencer were, were on that um todd mentioned the story about like you know when we had what would have been oblivion like um yeah. or maybe morrowind when uh when when the when the system was out of memory they could restart the system without you knowing it so if you had a long long loading so screen, he told that story it's an amazing it's story rebooting. Like, tell yep. me more of that you know and yes. i was talking about that was i talking about that on shack too like i want more of that like from from these games these these uh or i think it was on a uh, quest for pixels like these these moments, I don't want those things to to go away when these when these developers move on or when they pass on. Like those are there's some absolutely fascinating stories of how games come to light, and it's not yeah. just like we storyboarded this or as a cool meeting with this whiteboard. It's like tell me like that kind of stuff. How did yeah. you come up with the idea for this or whatever? Like I think that's fascinating. I I, mm -hmm. I found so much of like I'm an engineer. We solve problems for a living. These guys solve problems for a living, and they yeah. do it very collaboratively. They do it like I do, like where they just walk into someone's cube and go you did this how did you do this because we need this for this see and they didn't mention i wanted to bring this up um they didn't mention one of the things that i really think is maybe at the core of the partnership as well that they want to learn from each other is is streaming and there was a moment in e3 2019 maybe that bethesda kind of just like okay we talked about games for a while we're gonna talk about this orion thing yeah. oh, and i'm right. so curious <laughs> where those worlds are colliding like where the tech it, it, like is there useful tech in orion is that what it was called i'm pretty sure that's what it was i forget um, what they named it I, basically i wonder yeah i wonder is there anything yeah, they left had their they own can, they, they had their own streaming platform. like yeah. a cloud yeah. streaming and they 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 were talking about how and it was like, mentioned during latency. the original acquisition it was actually mentioned in the wire article yeah because it yeah. was yeah. a part of the tech that was acquired like the rights yeah. were were moved over I, I I'm more excited a, about the engine side of it because when you bring yeah, in Bethesda, that. you have access to several engines. Like, what does that do for for other folks? Like, other you know, what does that do for Hellblade? Can they tap you, into something like that? You know, you don't just know. have like the, the engines. Like the last thing I want anybody touching. Just like, just let Bethesda keep their engines. Like they suck. I, well, <laughs> they can be. They're busted. <laughs> they they're can built. be buggy, but they're also like capable of doing things that I so guess. many other games can't I'm do. Facetious mostly, the, but more anyway. what you're getting out of that squeeze is the brain power of the people who found solutions and workarounds to make some of that stuff work. That's what yeah. you're getting. Because that's where those guys can walk into someone's cube and be like, we solved this problem. And we yeah. did it pretty cool and then we iterated on it and now we're in a great spot. Do you want that code? And that's mm -hmm. where I think and because Bethesda already has such a collaborative work environment, they'll be like able to jump right into that. Mm, they'll yeah. be able to leverage their people. I think that's really exciting. Like that's the way to work to get stuff done is leverage people's strengths for anything you can use them for. And I think this yeah. could be amazing. For yeah, that. What, what some of those tools in the hands of a like Obsidian? What could yeah. that do? 
Oh man, Obsidian. Or just the franchises. Give the franchises to Obsidian. No, don't do that. Obsidian has some good stuff of their own. Of course. And that's the that's the amazing thing is like you've got you've got all these franchises and still somehow not enough studios. You've got all the different like you get give Obsidian the next uh Fallout New Vegas and everything like that, but they've got it. They've got too much stuff going on in there. Yeah, they're not going to get there. They're good. It's o- It's okay to let that stuff be in the past and move forward and see what happens That's next. Too, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay not to. I think as people who are in our like the elder gamers, let's call us the mm. elder gamers, we always want everything back the way it was when things were great, and we have to. I think some of us have to let that go and just say, let's see what they do next. Let them. That's what have, I wanted like, to say on Twitter the other day. I was like, man, I'm. Totally stoked for a vowed and all these let's, things. Same. Some people let's, are some hot takes. Like, absolutely not. I don't care about Twitter's hot takes. I care about fun <laughs> video games that are made in an environment that doesn't make people miserable when they make the things they want to make. I want to see people happy to be doing the jobs they love and making games that show that. And if that's mm. what we get out of this, then this is A plus to me. That's There's like another exciting. sort of like hand that, that Todd Howard showed today, too, that I think is maybe part of the conversations that have happened and maybe will continue to happen. And that's like he's so personally attached to the games that he's created and yes. what Microsoft, in addition to like the financing and security that they're, that Microsoft is providing, it's your games will live on. Your games don't have to die when we transfer over to another generation. And I feel like that's a, that's something that means something more than we could ever understand. Cause we haven't made a game, but if that's something that you can assure a creator that like that, this game that you've made, you've poured years and years into, it's like, yeah, you won't have another launch day for it. You're not going to have another re-release, but it's not going to die. It's not going to just like not carry on to the next um, to the next generation because maybe generations don't mean anything in the future. But I thought that was again like there's these little things that everybody said they they each dropped a little bit of something in there, yeah. and I really picked up on that from Todd Howard that like yeah that those games won't go away, and I wonder how much they can really offer that to some of these like auteurs or whatever you want to call it, like the, the Kojimas of the world, the Todd Howards, the, the people who are like the the Hall of Famers, you know, the names of, of game mm-hmm. um, development, that maybe this this is a reason why, another reason why you bring your games to Xbox. That might be, I don't know, I might be reaching on that one, but it seemed to matter a lot to Todd Howard. It, I think that's one of the best things that Microsoft has done with the backwards compatibility stuff and making it modular and just kind of carrying it through. Like, I can play Morrowind on that machine. That's yeah. wild. I played Morrowind in college. It's gonna I'm be so excited about that. And it, it can just keep the way they've built this system. It doesn't matter what the next box is probably because they're just going to keep dragging that library forward. They did the work. They did the deals. I, If I made a game, I would love like every person whose creative's dream is I I am dead, but my content lives on. That's yeah. like that's the dream of people who are creative and mm-hmm. people who make games aren't different from painters. It's just a different medium, you know, yeah. so all right. Is there anything else you guys want to hit on about this event before we move on? There's a little bit of other news, which we'll touch on briefly, but I, look, well, Robert, I thought this was the, Oh, there's more questions. Yeah, like Robert wanted to know what, what are you most excited for? What are, he said, what are your top three games that we should play? Wait, well, let me look at the that we should play. I mean, it's doom and it's doom. Like, and like it's if doom you were offering doom. somebody, they've never played any of these. Pick three I think, I think for me, Doom 64 is a gem that too many people did not play. It, it's truly one of my favorite Dooms. It's up there. It's top three. Um, I'm having, I think Doom 64 or Morrowind in the first Wolfenstein game would be my three. The New Order is definitely in my top three. Yeah. I think it's just an excellent single player shooter. So good. Like if you'd never played any of them. 
Yeah, if you never played them, like Morrowind is among my favorite games of all time. I'm not a Fallout person, so I feel a little out of the out of the loop with that one. So I'll leave that one for Sean. But I'll say Dishonored too. I never played Dishonored because I Dishonored two because I was I never thought I was a Dishonored person, and then I got into Dishonored two because of Elaine and making yeah. all these podcasts. And she's right, Dishonored two freaking rocks. It's a it's, baller game. It's so it's good. really really good. Yeah, and Death of the Outsider is excellent also, and I hope that that gets on Game Pass sooner rather than later because that piece of content I think a lot of people missed because they had moved on. Yeah, and it's very good. If you like open worlds, like Rage two isn't bad. It's fun. You can go shoot but, stuff, blow up stuff. Fallout New Vegas is in here. So if yeah. you want an open world, play Fallout New Vegas. Skyrim. And Skyrim. <laughs> Again. I mean, Evil Within. If only just to get, like, if you don't know who Shinji Mikami is. <laughs> yeah, Evil Within and is... If you're not taking my answer, you're taking my answer. Oh, my I'm number. sorry. That is this my is number show. Go ahead, Sean. No, 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 that's okay. No, I'm just trying to jump in on the excitement on this one. My yeah. number of all of these games. You know, and we had a similar question on the Xbox drive as well. Like, what... What are you excited to play and jump into with these games coming in? And it's like, I have played all of these games. Mm-hmm. And that is not necessarily a testament to like this being a bad deal for me because I played all these. It's like, that's how much I love Bethesda. Like I've played, True. I haven't played much of Elder Scrolls Online, maybe a couple of hours, but that's Same. a whole other thing. But otherwise, I have played every single one of these games. And of them all, like, I don't know what it is about the evil within. It's just like, it's t- it terrified me, yeah. but still like kept me going. Like it still kept me in the game. It didn't completely push me out of it, and supremely underappreciated. That's why I'm being kind of loud about it. Like and, and horror games aren't for everybody, but it is pretty action oriented. And there's that song in it, the doo doo doo. Like mm-hmm. there's a classic Claire de Lune. Claire de Lune is the song I played I it say. so many times on piano. <laughs> I can't even begin. <laughs> I was just very very different from the rest of the Bethesda games like in, oh yeah in, like just in genre and in, like if you don't and like i said if you don't know who shinji mikami is you should be very very excited that he now develops games for game pass like that's mm-hmm. a huge boon to that service not only I, that and then one of the other things i was going to tack on here like when we talk about all that talent that's now within xbox's game studios what is bred out of that and I think that we're seeing a lot of that in Nintendo land right now where we're seeing like the next generation of game developers and creatives and people who grew up with these games now creating the next games. That's what I'm really excited. Like the, the, the kids who are being mentored by these, by the Todd Howards, by the Shinji and like all these, like that is really exciting because that mm-hmm. now we're talking about like, yeah. so what is the next game going to be who comes from the prodigy of whoever? Like that's going to be really exciting. But Evil Within, number Play one. Evil Within. I love Fallout 4. Like I re- and if you're gonna buy like a lot of games or a studio that makes games and then put them on a system that does FPS boost, it's Bethesda. These all yeah. these games need they FPS. Need, they need your help, <laughs> y'all. Christ. They need some frames. Um, put it on all which, of them. This is, do you prefer Fallout Four to Fallout Three? If it's just those two games, in I the don't discussion? know. You know, and I, I that is that was the one thing, and I didn't want to be like the these are great. Like thanks for giving us these twenty games, but I'm sure. missing my whatever. Yeah, but I'm missing worth- Fallout Three. Yeah, like that's Fallout 3 like, is I, I looked at that. and That was the one that I was like, I really enjoyed that game. It's very focused, as wide open as it is. It's focused on Agree. the role playing and and the quests and the experience and the story. There, Fallout Four, of course, introduced like we want to keep you playing this game for a thousand hours. You, you know, the base building, everything else. Like it's it's much more expansive, and that's for some people. Like my wife loves Fallout yeah. Four. Like she is my husband. We got the helmet and everything. Like. It yeah. made us buy Fallout 76. We got like the very expensive version of that. So that's a whole other story. I'm so sorry. 
I'm but so again, sorry. like the, the game ran like crap. Like the great the game ran like garbage, especially the last mission I'll never forget was like maybe they looked like Goldeneye sixty four. Yeah, it, it my husband played that whole <laughs> game. My husband played that whole game and he got to the end of it and he was just like, Boy, this game sort of falls apart at the mm-hmm. end. It just <laughs> technologically it was just not it was they were they were out of mm-hmm. they were it's out holding of in on cycles. Itself. Yeah. Is there a, is there a third one that you got that we have? Did I not say? About? Oh damn! I just closed my uh, closed my graphic. That was two. Oh of them. come on! It's all of Bethesda games except for four. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will note three. I will note that Prey is actually very good, and I don't know how many people actually got around to playing it, and I really like that game. So, for some yeah. of the same reasons, I like Dishonored. It gives you options about how to handle things, and I dig that. It does. Boy, this is Doom Eternal, of course, but Doom Eternal was there. You know, that was yeah, one of the ones there. that was that, that was, was already there. there, but they've kind of included it in here as well. Yeah, there's so yeah. many, and 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 they're so many part of the same franchises too, right? You get Dishonored one and two, you get Doom. There's like what five Doom games yeah, here? You can go so through a decade and a half or two decades of. Doom. I actually went through this the Doom, yeah, leading into Eternal, and I had just that was a lot of joy for I me. Bought them I all love on Doom. Switch. I got all the old ones on Switch. Like our, and I said, yeah, I already own half of these games already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make – the funny thing is it doesn't make me any less excited because because what I was talking about earlier. It's not necessarily what they put on Game Pass today. It's the promise of what Game Pass will have for the, the next five years. I also think this has the same effect. I own every game in this list. I want to be clear. I own a copy, at least one copy, and in some cases, two copies. Two. Yes. Uh, in, or maybe even three. We're not going to discuss it. Uh, of every game in this in this infographic. And – I owned every single game in the PlayStation, whatever they called that collection, the PlayStation collection that came out on the PS5. It's the same benefit. I can click into my Game Pass and play one of these games whenever I want to. I don't have to find my disc. I don't have to be like, where did it go? What freaking bucket is it in? It's just there. And here's the thing that I want to say. They'll be on Game Pass forever. They're not going to come off. They're not going to cycle out. They'll be on Game Pass every time you boot up your machine. That's wild. Buy two. (laughs) Yeah, talk to Donnie's uh, gnome in the back alley. Game Pass. (laughs) I don't know. This is exciting. Do we have one more thing to hit on here? Oh, James says Halo Bethesda crossover. Finally, I don't even care what game. No, do we have to? Leave it alone. (laughs) What do you mean? Put Doom Guy in in the Halo multiplayer. I don't. I don't. Multiplayer would be fun. If it's just a skin in a multiplayer, then whatever. Yeah, like, like Doom Guy I mean? and Gears multiplayer sounds dope. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. They're already doing the I mean, new day. Dude, they have Gears. Batistas in there. Like, yeah, they kind of did a little something, something. Nobody <laughs> talks about Killer Instinct anymore, but Killer Instinct was starting to do, like, the whole Smash thing. Yeah. Like, they, they had Battletoads guys in there, and they had Arbiter was in there. It's like, it didn't make any sense, but I like to see a little bit, just just some fun stuff. Like, it doesn't have to sure. be, like, you can't, you can't do Smash, but something. It could be, I don't know, like, yeah, something different than what Nintendo's done. Nintendo's done Kart, they've done um they've done smash so i think I don't that know what would other... be a really cool thing to do with like um one versus 100 is oh, you, could yeah. do, you could do like sure. avatar characters and you could throw like all the different stuff in there and like have that'd be great that's stuff i'm into stuff from different franchises like that that's, would be really yeah. fun well with yeah. now like the the masters or the maybe the creators or whatever you want to call it somebody with a, a long history of the open worlds like make xbox land and like part of the map is like dedicated to like the Bethesda games. You're going to meet all the characters over here. And in the South, you've got all these other, I don't know, game franchises. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit of it. Just something playful, man. Yeah. Like, like I, replay. 
Not like Rover. I just mean like you're so you're playing as like a character. You're playing in an RPG, and you're going to go do quests for Doom Guy up over here, and everything's over there. Oh, everything's on fire in that land, and then you're going to go over into that's, Gears Land yeah. and meet up with Marcus and friends. That's like, an idea, Sean. <laughs> Man, it, that is if, an idea. If not even Nintendo can pull something like that off, I think maybe we leave that one. That's just me. Like I don't know, but yeah, I think I I would love to see skins in Halo's multiplayer. That would be stupid and fantastic. Or Doom's Doom has multiplayer and they have super stupid skins. There's a unicorn one. Put put other. That's fine. Totally. Like, let's go. Yeah. Get dumb. Yep. That stuff's fine. I just don't. I don't need the campaigns to cross streams. I don't need that stuff to happen. But like, yeah, give me dumb skins any day. I love stupid things. Anything else about this roundtable we want to touch on? Did we hit everything? I think we did. The horse has been murdered. <laughs> Just Twice shortly over. less time than it took them to do the entire thing as well. That's so. fine. We picked it apart. <laughs> Let's talk about some other news real quick. Like um, speaking of elder gamer crap, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge has been announced for consoles and PCs. Yo, I fist pumped. Yes. And said, you know, nice. turtle power loud when I saw that screen cap. It made me feel things in my elder gamer heart. <laughs> so my dark black coal covered they they said this year am i correct about did that they? They did. i thought I they, they did soon did they all oh, right soon i guess yeah. i read soon in my head is this year i thought they said cannot. just coming soon but <laughs> no like date. three years away yeah nobody knows sooner than 10 years <laughs> <sighs> don't do that video games we've discussed this we've had this talk sit down mm-hmm. kids um let's see all right so square enix is being like, I, did they tease this or did someone leak this? No, no, this They're was having, announced. This was yeah. announced. They're having an event next week, Thursday. Um, the next Life is Strange game, new cast. Yep. All new cast, they said that. Apparently there was a note about Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary. I assume that means a collection on everything again. There is a collection that's already been leaked. Yeah, it was in the back end of the but it's, Xbox it's not, stuff. Apparently it's, or at least in the leak, it's not like enhanced or anything. It's just a collection. Sure. Nobody yeah. knows if that means anything for Switch or anything like that, but yeah. Maybe oh, that would be lovely, actually. I don't. Maybe don't it would know. run on that. Who knows? Know. Um, and then Outriders, uh, Balan Wonderworld, Avengers, Oof. Just Cause Oof. on mobile, and more Oof. mobile. It's Square. A Square event's going to have a lot of mobile Look, for your mobile. All of the mobile. details that they posted. So if they had posted this, they're like, "Hey, we're going to show the new Life is Strange." I'm like, "I'm absolutely going to watch it." Yeah. Then I don't they posted. They posted the graphic of all this other stuff, and my initial thought was. I'll wait for somebody to release the trailer. About Life is Strange. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I'm like maybe excited because it's getting pretty close to Nier's release to see a little bit of, you know, I'm excited about that. So give me a little bit sure. of something for that. So I'll watch this. I'm a sucker for putting dumb stuff on in the background. I there, make there, bad choices. There's been some Life is Strange leaks that I've posted in our Discord for a bit now. Um, I'm interested to see if any of those are true because they're actually pretty detailed. There's like a lot of it. So it's either somebody actually has some info or they're just like writing fan fiction and they're doing a lot of it. <laughs> they they made the point that this will be an all new cast. Yeah. That is the yep. point that the tweet, uh, official tweet made. So that's good. That's cool. We get new characters. I want, because it's, I want that. It's deck nine, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah. Don't not, it's not doing it anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's weird to me. Well, I'm deck nine did before the storm. And that was fine. It was not my favorite. Yeah. Um, it is but- my favorite. It's interesting. The original Life is Strange. Elaine's is like, that's my fine. It sucked. It, no, I just said it was not my favorite. 
I'm poking Sir, you. You're like talking to my child who always takes it. Like he always does that and gets me all riled up. Cause I'm like, I said what I said. Gotcha. But Damn it felt it. like life is strange. Like, and honestly, I think, I don't think yes. a lot of people would even know that it was somebody else. Right. Like, I agree with that statement. Right. Playing uh, one yeah. for the other. Like you can't tell. A hundred percent. I think you it'll be like fun. Batman, uh, Arkham origins. Yeah. Only until people actually really like, yeah. The only reason they the actual apart. The thing that actually stood out about before the storm was that because it happened during the voice acting strike. That's yeah. why it was funky. Yeah. It wasn't the actual like way the game was constructed. That was my problem. It was the voice acting. That was my problem. I'm excited. I'm excited for New Life is Strange. I love those games. Same. They make me cry, but I love them so much. It's like a God, I don't get you version. guys at all. I get, every like, I, I get wanting to play for the story. Like got my you and Rebecca scene. like have both expressed this like golly i can't wait to ball my eyes out of this game like no, it, what is wrong so with here's you? my thing and i'm gonna say this to you as somebody uh crying is very cathartic for me it's not cathartic for everyone i own those figures too because i own that collector's edition crying is like a catharsis for me i feel better when i cry so sometimes sean if it's any consolation i haven't cry. cried it didn't make me cry well i kind of teared up at the end of at the end of I'm not judging. Story. I'm not judging. Look, but, listen. I've done a lot of yeah. crying, especially over the last you know ten days or so. Sure, I'm not averse to like. Yeah, I just don't. I don't seek it out. I'm not like okay. Let's what's what's under this um, counter under here? Yeah, oh, tears. Uh, I'll be tears. back next when week I, for more. Look, when I went into the first Life is Strange. I did not expect to cry. In fairness, and then I sob cried, and my husband had to make sure I was okay. And I was like, "It was a thing. I wasn't ready." I just think that it's been amazing. Like this, this. Uh, I don't know where it started, but at some point we started to equate a game's ability to make us ball our eyes out with a quality video game. And I'm just like, <sighs> I just don't, I don't Telltale quite go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, that was, that's that Telltale was season one. Yes. Game of the year. But, yeah. But I, just, I think. I just making, like the formula. I like the characters yes. and the storytelling. I don't um, need to cry. It doesn't have to no. happen. That's what I mean. Actually, that's, some of my favorite moments were like Life is Strange 2 were like Cassidy and like clipping weed and like hanging out, like the hangout kind of social fun moments are some of my favorites not even ask the, the sad stuff i think that the writing in them makes those moments feel like relatable and that's what i think is the hallmark of those things being good not necessarily the tears just kind of come along for the ride because you've related to those characters and you get attached in the arc but the good doesn't come from the tears to be clear it comes from like the relatableness of like a very difficult life's choice i think i don't know it's hard to the explain. funny thing is like i need to do a better job of when i'm bouncing around from game to game and i'm not sure what i want to play quite often when the reason i'm bouncing off the games is because i'm trying to jump into a game that's too involved like it's mm-hmm. an rpg of some sort or i've got to learn systems or whatever and it's like yeah those games they don't need to know anything and that's Correct. really where when i'm in that mode that's what i should be doing is like because yes. I kind of want to watch a movie, but I'm not into movies very much these days. Like, yeah. I really should jump into a don't nod game or something. It's a really yeah. good analogy. I mean, that is yep. kind of me. Like, I'm, I get real excited because they are, you know, simple-ish. You know, I don't have to try so hard. But that's why I don't get excited for, like, the launch of the game. Because it's not like, oh, my God, day one. Like, for me, it's about time and place and mood. So it's got to be available yes. if when I fall into that or find myself in that sort of space i am also notorious for not touching those games until every episode is released yeah you do that K- kentucky yeah. route zero is actually along there too i waited for a very long time to play kentucky route zero because i was waiting for the fifth episode and i was yeah, like i'm not going to get invested until i can complete the i hate now see i like our little finishing. book club so we've got a little little five six person little book club that we talk about them episode by episode and it sure. feels like we're like watching a show together yeah and uh i i really really like it because 
I, I remember with uh, Life is Strange 2, we had all kinds of crazy theories and thoughts of where we thought the story was going to go, and we were all completely wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like five or six of us, like, we all thought it was going to go different places, and I think that's maybe my favorite part of it. I still haven't yeah. played that one, but I get, I get that, but for me, they're like my or like safe tell, place that's just mine to play through. Tell me and, why. Tell me why is- We yeah. all got separate endings. Me, oh, that's cool. Rebecca, Ryan, and Kyle, I think we all got separate endings. Like, I don't think either any of us saw the same ending. And uh, that was a lot of fun to talk about as well. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm a binge person when I really want to complete a story arc. Like, I won't start TV shows until they finish either. I'm weird mm. like that. I'm just, it's a personality thing. Like, I want to know that I can get she to the She still hasn't satis- watched The Simpsons. It's never over. <laughs> that doesn't count. 34 Ugh. years or whatever. I'm good now. The, the good seasons are past for me. So, all right. One more note. And I don't know if I believe this one. Someone was, someone got some. Oh, no, this is records. real. I know that this is real. I just don't know that this is going to happen this way. Oh, I guess. Um, the word expected is important here. Someone got an open records request from CLC that states the NCAA football game is expected July of 2023. Yeah. <laughs> like i don't know well that's two and a half years you think maybe. that's too soon i was what thinking do you, what do you mean i, I think- was thinking fall of that year at the absolute earliest personally but i was thinking I think 2024 is, i this I is probably know. spot on what I, what I think i was guessing at earlier i thought it was there were a lot of people that were thinking maybe it was 2022 and i was trying that's to not gonna happen. quell everybody that that was gonna happen and who knows like this is probably just an estimate and then once they start deving, it'll get prolonged. It's it's definitely sure. guess what? It definitely wasn't supposed to be known. <laughs> like, this yeah, is this not was supposed yes. to, this was an internal thing. Um, the last little bit of news is that Jez did uh, Jez Corden or Windows Central kind of popped the thing that he said that Xbox is doing another event at the end of the month. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yep. Sometime They're later due. in it, like in two weeks, right or something. Yeah, like that. in like two yeah. weeks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, and there's several other people have come out and they already started talking about it, not to expect big announcements or anything. It seems to be tech focused. I am 100% expecting it to be xCloud, browser to go up xCloud. Yeah. And maybe the last of the Bethesda games to Game Pass. And maybe they'll talk about a game or something to to kind of showcase the xCloud thing with. But I mean, if anything, I was trying to guess at what it could be if they're not going to showcase or talk about any games, like that's what it would come to me. Yeah. Here's our browser tech. Here's how we're going to make it go. Here's it's too xCloud works. It's too early and too it's weirdly too early in the year, but and also too close to E3 for them to drop some big game thing. They're gonna hold those for the summer. Whatever E3 is, whatever nightmare that it is wrought there, they're gonna hold that for summer, I think. So yeah. XCloud and here's so the rest of Bethesda. Less about like season of the year, more so just when the consoles are actually gonna be available. Like people are there's buying that. them now just because, right? Like there's not really like let's be honest like there's not anything that 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 is announced everybody's like i gotta have my xbox for like this you're buying an xbox because you want the next greatest thing or whatever they've sold you so far has got you so why would they and i i I question even like with um with playstation like they didn't really they didn't show you everything they could have they showed you enough to um make people who who already have one feel okay about it but yeah the the big stuff is still coming and i think it is going to line up more with when are those systems available to buy rather sure. than anything else. It's yeah. Be a while. And the proximity to holiday season and all those fun fiscal year things that we always forget about that they have to 
get stuff noted and pre-orders in before certain dates for money reasons. Like there are mm-hmm. still announced games that we know about that we're expecting that they could announce that aren't like big first party things. Like we could hear something about Cyberpunk is going to be or... launched at, like at some point this year. Like eventually <laughs> yeah, they true. will they will actually launch that game. It'll be amazing to see. May is going to be crazy. We know that May is nuts. Yeah. yeah. So I'm there's 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 enough, and I and I'm like in this that torn space of like as a gamer, I'm I'm great. As a podcaster, it's a little bit different because it's like eh, like something. Come on, guys, like like something to uh, to hype up about. But as a gamer, I'm like, let's catch up. Let's play Diablo yeah. three. For yeah, let's, let's play, play all these things. Yeah. It's like I don't mind awesome. playing old stuff, so I'm having yeah, a blast I, playing I'm Firewatch. Gonna- I'm going to reinstall Wolfenstein as soon as that thing goes up on Game Pass. Like, let's do that. Dude, Elder Scrolls, shout out to Elder Scrolls Online. Like, are we starting this? Like, I want to, I want to hear from people. Like, what character style am I playing? Is there classes? I don't know. I have no, I'm with Sean. I have no idea how this video game works at all. Um, and I'm scared of MMOs in any way. So at me on Twitter, (laughs) let me know Mm. what to do. And, uh, I'll, I like being a character who hits things or sets them on fire. Help. Ryan Turford and Garrett Bland will be our, our Sherpas. Be our be guides. Our... Yeah, don't make fun of me and I'll play with you mm-hmm. on the Xbox. <laughs> There's a question in the chat I haven't uh, that I haven't played Diablo 3. I have played it um, to completion actually on, on PlayStation. I'm playing it again for some reason on, on Xbox right now. Just uh, I mean, we're not all for some reason. Things we're just, yeah, yeah. we never stop playing them again. I'm still playing God of video War. Games. If you're not playing Monster Hunter, we're all playing something over well, again. I'm going to do that too. Oh, I'm, yeah. oh Monster it. Hunter I could get into. Yeah, that's on Game Pass too, isn't it? No, world. I meant the, the new one on Switch. Well, World, I believe, yeah. is... The, the is new one on Switch, I'm going to play with my kids. Don't call me for, like, three months. That's going to be bad. <laughs> Never coming out of that hole. All right, we have Comes questions. Beard. Yeah. <laughs> no, just more tattoos. They multiply. I don't mm-hmm. get beards. I just get more tattoos. Um, do we want to hit any questions, Donnie, or have we exhausted we ourselves? Sean here, let's answer yeah. Drew's question. Right. Drew wants to know, there are supposedly unannounced Xbox games to launch in 2021. Sean, what do you think they are? Oh God, I have no idea, man. I like I. It's a good question because like we know so much about what games are coming out, and they're like we know Forza not happening anytime soon. But they well, haven't we confirmed think Forza. We think know, Forza, but we think Forza. But Forza is probably really, the one this it's means. Forza. <laughs> it's Forza. It's so interesting, you know. And we can we can talk about this for a second. If um, like Forza just got announced or it just dropped on Steam, and it's doing gangbusters over Crushed. there. It's number Absolutely two. insane. It's ridiculous. Benji Sales was talking about how many players are pl- are, are playing this game, and it's still growing. It's like this weird hit, Sea of Thieves happening. I think they hit 14,000, which is substantially less than Sea of Thieves, but I think it's also like the second most highest concurrent player count for a racing game on Steam history. For yep. concurrent-wise, yeah, but the, the path that I'm trying to describe, like as time has gone on since it released on Xbox, the number of players that are playing are, is actually growing. Yeah, which is yeah. just insane. Like, because again, like I think Forza Horizon Three is the better game. I it is good to see it. So my point is, are they incentivized to drop the next Forza while yeah. this game is still on like a growth trajectory? Like it's the Mario Kart thing. Like people are still buying Mario Kart Eight. Does Nintendo need to drop another Mario Kart? Like I don't know. I would love it again personally. I don't like Forza Horizon Four as much as Three, and that causes and to be me fair, really to not play it. A little different than the Mario Kart sold thirty some million copies. But sure. I think. <laughs> to the point here, they they could totally do that. They want to drive consoles, release it on console, and hold on to it on Steam for later, just like yeah, they mm-hmm. did with this one, and they'll do exactly the same this thing. This is the PC thing that I'm telling everybody. Like, everybody's you like, later. you can't release it on PC because then I don't need my consoles. Like, that doesn't make any sense because 
We've had Forza Horizon 4 on console for years. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's on Game Pass, and you could play it on Game Pass on your PC, and then the day they put it on Steam, it's number two in sales. Mm -hmm. What I see them doing is exactly the same arc. It comes out on console and Game Pass for PC, and then it comes out on Steam a year or whatever later, and I think that would be totally fine. It won't impact anything about the Steam growth, because those people were only ever going to buy it when it hit Steam anyway. They were never going to be persuaded. On the unannounced stuff, I, I don't know what else it could be from internal first party. Uh, I think Forza makes sense. We know Psychonauts coming. I don't know a first party studio. I mean, maybe Compulsion's game is ready. Yeah, I don't know. That's the they're, only one I don't and know. They're about. the one that like between like Compulsion and Double Fine. As much as I love uh, Tim Schafer, it's like. Those are the ones I'm like kind of least excited about. Not to be such a Debbie Downer about it, but like all the big games, okay. all the ones I'm. It's like maybe there's like a maybe there is like a Minecraft Dungeons sort of thing or something. Like maybe there's a smaller spinoff, like a grounded something that we don't know about. Like a these are the sobering conversations, though. Like these are the these are the things like when uh, when Bobby and I used to do it for Nintendo, and he'd be like, "Yeah, but Image Informer is going to come with the game." It's like nobody cares about Image Informer, Bobby. We're trying to save the Wii U. Like well, we got into the gunk. That's yeah, on the Xbox. Right. That's kind of like it's a, it's a frustrating <laughs> place to be in because it's like you can just hear like the backridges of the world going like, ah, ha, ha. Like, what's well, so funny? Yeah. It's yeah. so funny because unannounced games are like games that haven't been unveiled. I'm so excited for so many games that are coming to Xbox that are just not first party at the moment. That's where like I'm at too. Tunic, The Ascent, The Artful Escape. Mm-hmm. 12 mm-hmm. minutes. These are all system exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm like, let's go. Like, let's but get I, them coming. To that point, I can hear Phil, Phil Spencer's voice. Best place to play them. You're going to play them on Xbox. Best place. We got you. We got what yeah. we want. It's okay that those, you know what I mean? They got what they want. So, yeah. it, yes, there'll always be people who are like, see, Xbox has no games. I get, I get it. They don't have the legacy that Sony and Nintendo have. We've been here. We've been through this. Um, but I, I think it's, if, to this question, I think it's Forza. And then they're going to drop Halo. Could Those are going to be the two. I would love to see them out there somewhere. I would love to see them remaster Horizon Three and re-release it or boost it. That would be a great pack-in. If you, I was thinking like older, but like because like we don't think there's a we don't think that there's a big AAA game from one of their studios that we don't know about, right? What about a Gears remaster? I was thinking Gears, maybe something from Rare. Like there's a lot of things that they could throw a remaster yeah. in this year. They could. Viva Pinata. That's my go-to Dude, whenever give this kind of comes up. Give me, Dude, give me, give me a nice Viva be excited for that. Like, I yeah, because you think like last year we had Battletoads, right? Like, could there be something like that? Could they have a second party or a support studio remastering or bringing something back to kind of fill in the gap this year? That yeah, honestly is so. like one of the best ways that they could really leverage like that rare purchase. Yeah. The, the, the IP that, that that studio brings is like, yeah, have a... Have some like they don't have like a like a blue point kind of like Sony does like, like just give mm-hmm. it to them and they'll yeah. make something they'll make something magical out of an old thing and like they're they they need that they need some of these like secondary skills you know they've got a lot of studios putting out like pushing out the games but like yeah. they need that, that that support to really yeah. like bring back and, and fill a, in some space about a Bethesda remaster it's too early I mean, for they got other like, games they're working on I don't think so that's just me my gut says to me they have two big titles in the works right now. They they're busy, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's just an Indiana Jones. So maybe three. They're busy to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or or how about this, Drew? It's it unannounced. Could Wolf three be this year? It's unannounced. 
it's nice to want things. I want that. But I, I just, I don't want it. Like, you know what I mean? I just don't want to get attached to the idea, but I want that. But it's Sean's just... dismissive laugh makes me feel so bad. <laughs> I just don't, like I said, they're busy. They got these She said it's nice to games. want things. I use that quote. I'm, I can't take credit for that. Shane oh God, Bettenhausen. Shane Bettenhausen used to say that, and it just. I'm just on. trying my best to answer the question. Yeah, I, I really do think the answer is probably only Forza, unfortunately. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a Gears Two remaster that's in the works, and I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, it's such a shame that so many people like if it's not from first party, they don't count it. But there are ten to fifteen exclusives for Xbox that I'm counting right now that aren't from first party. Yeah, that I, I'm eager to see, and they should be out this yeah. year. Like, I we should play Tunic this year, right, Sean? I would love to play. They Tunic had the this demo. Year. They oh went hands gosh. on the year before. Like we should yeah. play Tunic this year. I would like that. That would be nice. So, Tunic in twelve minutes again, like a, like these big deals. Again. You know, can't. It's funny. So, so those tweets were going around. Like, what if it's it's two thousand and seven, and like, what game are you going to play? And people are like, Call of Duty Four. Or it, it was like Mass Effect and Bioshock, and there was one other game, and they were all three sixty exclusives. And it yeah. was like that is insane. Yeah, that Bioshock and Mass Effect. They were uh, yeah. Mass Effect was was published actually by Microsoft Studios, built obviously by and developed by wild? Bioware. But yeah, like t- eventually a timed exclusive for Bioshock. And there was one other game I, I wish I, maybe it was Halo Three actually. And it's like, man, that was a wild insane. year. Remember, remember when Phil called the 2015 lineup the greatest lineup in Xbox history? It's like I don't know, man. Like it was pretty good. <laughs> I, I remember looking at him and going, "Sir, really?" Phil says it every year. Yeah, Phil. Phil has he to really say that. Does say but that, he that says very it much, every that was, year. That was an Apple thing. That's like we've built the best iPhone ever. It's like no shit. Like we can build a worse one. <laughs> That's how technology works, sir. Yeah. Like <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. I love with that. I was making a joke with my wife the other. Day. I love that they have an event every year to come out and show you the same thing it's amazing it's not like it's video games where we're all like what do they have behind the curtain it's like apple literally comes out every we year could, and they're like here's the new phone here's look, the new tablet it's like we already know that. we could make the argument that some people walk onto that e3 stage for years at a time showing you the same uh, thing true. with slightly shinier coats of paint that's so let's be point. careful here all right that's a good point because Whew, it gets spicy at those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not in a good way. Not in like a, ooh, spicy. Like, oh. <laughs> Mira says every year they slightly update the camera. Yeah, they just add yeah. more cameras. Yeah. That's yeah. the new thing. Every year there's I a know, new camera a, in the corner. That's outrageous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. Anything else we want to hit in these questions, Donnie? You got anything else you want to talk, Sean? Or have, we, have we exhausted ourselves? I think we're good. I want to take up Sean. too much of Sean's time. <sighs> yeah, he's got kids. <laughs> he might actually have to. for two hours. <laughs> Yeah, mine should have been in bed for two hours. Let's see what happens when I go upstairs. Mine definitely aren't. My son's probably like talking to himself, trying to read his Kindle under the covers without me knowing. These kids don't know. I know everything. But Sean, <sighs> dude, thanks for coming in. Prime, yeah, man. dude. Thanks for having me, man. I'm I sorry for the back suppose you're, you're rebooting Prime? We're taking over everything, man. Yeah, me and Jason, we're going to do that show. I'm coming on this show. I'm just gonna- you have to fight me for this show. I like you here. So you, you remember gotta, when Xbox uh, bought Bethesda and like two giant <laughs> no, companies not. merged? That's that's PSVG and Sean Capri Gaming. Like it's it's potential. This is potential here, folks. Yeah, seven point five billion dollar deal. That's it. Mm-hmm. Where do you well, keep that? Much decided money. who's buying who? It's more like a seven point five dollar <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> when half of us are hung over and it's not me it's just i got two. one all-star special with your name on a shot <laughs> i'd say yes to both i'd say yes to both <laughs> this is why we love you you're very agreeable 
seven dollars seven dollars and fifty cents. I don't know. It's that's fine. Buy me breakfast. Done. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for this week. Sean, again, thank Aww. you for hanging out with us. Thanks. No, no, I don't think any of any of us wanted to end. I think we're just like, so can we can we keep going? <laughs> Donnie, Donnie, oh, Donnie's pointing at. I thought he was video. raising his hand. No, he's not asking. He wouldn't do that. He would just interrupt me. He has no problem doing that. We do that to each other. It's love. (laughs) It's all love here. All right, folks. Thank you for listening and hanging out. Let me hit our Patreon producers really quick before I see I have to scroll through 40 pages of notes and two Excel spreadsheets. I'm joking, Donnie. How big was that Excel spreadsheet? That's what I have. Not very big. This is a table. I was very proud of it, though. I know. Like, this is this is the extra the extra step, the extra leap that you that you come to the empire for. Yeah, that's why they're here. Yeah, this Bethesda deal. <laughs> it's not at all my bad. On games. average, seventeen point four games per year you're getting Game Pass Ultimate. On average. That's a deal. Elaine. Look, the gnome has already sold me. I'm in for like two years. Can't that's, get me out now. <laughs> that's a thousand dollars a year if you bought them at sixty dollars a piece. A thousand dollars. How much was your inflatable hot tub, though? Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll fill it with the thousand dollars I know, didn't spend. You know, you know how I can afford the hot tub? Yeah, you buy I Game Pass. Game Pass. Oh God! All right, we're wow. gonna do this. This is the Patreon producer time before Donnie gets on. A, oh my sweet Jesus! I opened the door. All right, thank you so much to everybody who likes and follows and retweets the show. But let me give a special shout out to our Patreon producers. Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Robbie Manuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Josh Bourbone, RJ Kern, and Grouchy Surge. Thanks, folks. You make the dream happen. The hot tub. That's really, it's true. (laughs) The podcast dream happens because of you. And thanks to everybody else for just listening to us and putting up with us every week because we're <laughs> I'm very appreciative. And all the tweets, they make me so happy. They make me so do, happy. I wonder, I wonder if I can do the Xbox drive from the hot tub. But you're not special. driving. Yeah. Mm. That'd be something. Did you, uh, Elaine, did you think I was trying to take over your spot? That's not what I was I'm, trying to say. I'm, I was teasing back. I'm, I know, but I realized I'm, I'm like, what no. are you I would just be beside First you. First of all. Yeah, first of all, I would never allow that to happen. Second of all, yeah. I, I'm very difficult to get rid of. I mean, you know the better I mean? show, yeah. yeah, the better show would. Oh, stop. No, no, no that's not true. Actually, you know no, what? Donnie, you're required. Did, did he hear that while, while, while we did? Like, I think it, he's probably right. Like that me and you? So, I think it would be pretty good. so mean. Yeah, you're so pretty mean. good. I'm not being Great mean. Show. I'm complimenting you. I just have to show I, mean, I appreciate your compliments, but I need Donnie here. He's my perfect foil. Otherwise, who would I have to argue with about absolute Me. nonsense every week? I know, but you're very agreeable and Canadian and nice. That's true. It's a problem. <laughs> like It's not going to... I'll play devil's advocate today a little bit. I was impressed by that, actually. It's mm-hmm. like, hmm. It's because the weather's getting nicer, right? It's because uh, Backridge was in the chat, and I, he knows I'm a bit of a shill, so I was just trying to, mm-hmm. you know, shed that that persuasion a little bit. Shed your shill skin. Mm-hmm. That sounds that. grosser than I intended. Hmm. <laughs> Donnie just likes to argue with us, by Rebecca. It's true, um, but mm. I enjoy it back. There's like a healthy argument thing that happens between Donnie and I. Sean, you're always welcome on this show. Let me just be thanks, very clear. guys. You fit in so lovely. That I just well, I will I would always have you. So thanks, yay! All right, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, and until next week, play some video games, y'all. It's the best, thanks, folks. It's the best. Cl- <laughs>